everybody, Michael here. Welcome to EXO Higher Self, the podcast where you send in your question and I guide you to your higher self, the part of you that already has the answer. Okay, so we are still in Texas eating a ton of Tex-Mex and whatever my mom puts in front of me. I don't know how y'all grew up, but my mom is one of those people that shows love with offering food. Every five minutes, I could be eating a full meal and she'll be looking in the fridge telling me what else I could eat. She's Samoan and in that culture, that kind of hospitality is just ingrained in you. And family meals have always been the main event when I come to visit, but with COVID, now it's like our only event. I'm already sad to leave, but it's been such a blessing to be here and I'm cherishing every minute with them. In a couple of days, we will be driving back to New York and I don't know when's the next time I'll see my family. Like so many people who live far away from their family, their chosen family, and their friends, the pandemic is making the distance feel even greater. I have to remind myself that even if we don't share some physical space, we're always connected. And the more I meditate on that connection and celebrate that connection, the closer we feel. Speaking of feeling connected, thank you to everyone who sent in a question. I try to answer as many of the questions that y'all send in that I can because, you know, without those questions, this podcast would literally not exist. So if you have a question, send us a voice memo recording at exohireself at gmail.com or call us at 740-481-1216 and leave a voicemail. I think it would be cool if you save that number in your phone as XO Higher Self. And even if you don't have a question right now, if something comes up, you can always just call and leave a message on the fly. Just like any other friendship, you know, this is a collaboration. This podcast is all about what you want to talk about. It's shaped by your feelings, and I really love that. So let's get it started with the first question. Hi, Bunny. I have a friend who's in a long-distance relationship, but they've never met in person. There's some major red flags, and I'm not sure how to best support my friend. Um, I obviously want to be there for her, but at the same time, I've seen other friends try to approach her about it, and she's really shut them off. How do I be a good friend, but at the same time respect her boundaries? Thanks. If you're concerned for the well-being of your friend, then sharing those concerns is an act of love. And there are ways of doing it without crossing a boundary. Love is the ultimate indicator of a boundary because boundaries are created to maintain safe spaces. So when you approach a conversation from a place of love and non-judgment, i.e. from the perspective of your higher self, you're creating a safe space for honesty, compassion, and care. You're creating a space for your friends to voice their true feelings and also for you to voice your true feelings. This isn't an issue of right and wrong. This isn't about convincing your friend to see what you see. It's sharing your perspective. Communication happens when both people share and are heard. The moment you enter an I'm right and you're wrong mentality is the moment when the safe space is broken. And that's when people feel judged and attacked and feel like their boundaries are being violated. So as you approach this conversation, you must try your best to be mindful of your own judgments and assumptions. As much as you might want to believe it, the fact is you don't know what's best for her. You know what's best for you based on your experiences. The only way to support your friend is to love and support her and listen to her because that is the environment that will help her tap into the wisdom of her higher self. 
the part of her that knows what's best for her. But the only way to support her to getting to her higher self is for you to stay in the consciousness of your higher self. That's the only way you can approach this conversation in order for it to evolve in the most loving conclusion. If for some reason the communication isn't going well, I would take a step back and just let her know that you're there for her if she ever needs you. That way, if later on down the line, she is struggling in a bad situation, she has a safe space to go. The worst scenario is when a person becomes so isolated from their support system outside of a relationship, they can't see their way out and lose sight of how many people care about them. So just do your best and stay in the place of love and compassion, and that is all you can really do. Hi, Bunny. In a time where we're facing so many challenges as a society that require us to come together in order to protect each other, where something as simple as wearing a mask can keep people safe, and yet some are still unwilling to do, how do we deal with the lack of compassion of others in a way that doesn't negatively affect our own mental health? It's heartbreaking to see people have a seeming lack of care. But what we don't see is what's really going on in these people's lives. What led them to the point of throwing a fit in the grocery store over wearing a mask or promoting a conspiracy theory. We don't see how they feel about themselves, how afraid they are. We don't see the manipulation they experience online, the lies, the indoctrination. We don't see the underlying mental health issues. What we see is an internet video of a stranger who appears to have no heart. And we are so shocked and disgusted by it. But when our world is organized on a principle of hierarchy, when the more you have, the more you are, it's no wonder people reach a point where their sense of self is dependent on needing to be better than other people. That's why we make enemies of each other, because I only know who I am compared to you. And then there are some people I feel less than, and there are some people I feel better than. We live in this world, in this prison of fear, desperate to find something to validate ourselves. We all do it to varying degrees, othering people, dehumanizing one another in order to defend our egos, our sense of self, because we've lost sight of who we truly are. Compassion for this struggle, compassion for this struggle that we all deal with on a daily basis doesn't excuse harmful behavior, but it shows us that there's a part of this in ourselves as well. These are not people who are monsters. These are people who have lost their way. The work we must do with the power of our higher selves is to be willing to see the world and everyone in it through that lens. It's like a bird's eye view, or you could say, a higher consciousness view. And from that state of consciousness, we don't lose ourselves in the game of the ego, the game of the other, the game of the enemy. So yes, anger, sadness, frustration, all those feelings are valid, but not just because we, we feel hurt, but because we know on a very deep level, the people who hurt other people are wounded themselves. And most of that is unconscious. What this world needs is healing, and the work you are doing on yourself every day to heal your wounds is so important, not just to your life, but to what you put out in the world. We are all one consciousness, and when you rise to uplift 
yourself, you are uplifting our shared frequency. So the next time you see something that is such an injustice, such a selfish act, have your anger, have your sadness, but don't stay there forever. Your strength comes from a place beyond the consciousness of those people who are operating at that level. And that is the inner power you must tap into to sustain your work here. Hello, Exo Higher Self fam. It's Bunny here. I am so thrilled to announce my debut book, Hello Higher Self, an outsider's guide to loving yourself in a tough world is now available for pre-order. This book is the essential manual for unlearning your limiting beliefs that have been ingrained in you by the toxicity of our culture and your trauma and your socialization. We all have to unlearn this stuff so we can channel the power of our higher self. And everyone who pre-orders this book will receive a special free gift from me to be announced shortly. So hurry to the pre-order link in the show notes and get yourself a copy. I cannot wait for you to read it. Hi, Bunny. Thank you for answering my question. I've lately felt a lot of anxiety about doing things that I know I need to get done. Simple chores and errands, homework, um, all give me a lot of anxiety. And I find myself procrastinating, especially with the pandemic. Um, I try not to place an emphasis on my productivity, but I know that being in a space that isn't comfortable, especially when I don't do the chores that I need to do, makes me feel worse and more depressed and more weighed down. And I'm having trouble getting over these feelings, um, and I need help to find how I can combat this procrastination that I'm experiencing. Thank you so much for your help. I think for most of us, the past six months have been some of the most anxiety-inducing times of our lives. Not because we haven't experienced trauma before, but because this is a new type of unknown. The pandemic is affecting all of us globally and has touched all aspects of our life, from family to career to school to health to politics to our everyday activities and social lives. In the beginning, we kept asking, how long will this last? When will things get back to normal? But as abnormal as this might feel, things won't go back to the way it was before because we have changed from this. We cannot and shouldn't expect ourselves to function the same way we functioned before this began. So with all of that in mind, we have to find a way to care for ourselves in this new reality. We have to evolve. Self-care is rest and recuperation, but it's also meeting our responsibilities so we can maintain an environment conducive to our well-being. How do we balance those two? Procrastination, even though technically you aren't getting the things done that you need to do, is the opposite 
of rest. Because when you procrastinate, you aren't fully present. You might be laying in bed watching your favorite show, but your mind is elsewhere on the stuff you aren't doing. So not only are you not doing what you feel like you should be doing, but you're not even able to enjoy your favorite show. So you don't actually ever get rest and you don't fully take care of your responsibilities. And that's why you're so tired and overwhelmed and worn out. How can you feel motivated when you've been depriving yourself of the nurturing it takes to build up that motivation? You need the fuel and the fuel is love. Taking actual intentional rest to de-stress, to deconnect from your responsibilities makes you much more equipped to handle the daily tasks. It makes you much more able to ease your anxiety because you're tapping back into your power. And now especially, we actually need more rest and de-stress time than we did before. Now, more than ever, prioritizing the things that nurture our inner peace Our connection to our higher self is essential to being able to get through the day. We have to give ourselves more than we have ever before. If you're struggling at where to start, I would start by making some small, simple changes. Prioritizing 15 to 30 minutes a day to connect to your higher self. It could be journaling. It could be reading a spiritual book. It could be meditating. It's a time to reflect on where you're at in your own self-compassion and self-kindness. It's checking in with higher self to see how you can be less judgmental and more accepting of yourself. It's giving yourself affirmations like, I am enough. I am whole. I am doing my best. I'm patient with myself. I deserve self-care. It doesn't look like scrolling on your phone because that is just absorbing the consciousness of other people when the whole point is to connect to your higher consciousness and find more tools to do that. When we begin taking that time for ourselves, we intuitively understand how we can organize our life in a way of balance. You cannot put expectations on yourself that leave out self-compassion. That's why you burn out. Look, we're dealing with so much right now. This isn't the time to be harder on ourselves. It's the time to learn how to be more understanding and more caring. It's a time to make adjustments and build up our tools and put on our angel wings ready to be warriors of love. It's a time to invest in our magic the resources we have within us that we've been ignoring for far too long. It's our time to evolve. It's not about being productive. It's about surrendering to how deserving we are of love and care and becoming action-oriented, knowing that that care will sustain us. Hi, Bunny. Um, I recently started watching your podcast and following you on Instagram and just want to say thank you for all the love um that you send out to everybody and all the encouragement it's really wonderful um I just recently ended a relationship that uh, I was in um we'd been together almost three years we were engaged um and it ended really ugly and It's a whole long story, and there's so many details and so many parts to it, but ultimately, I'm just having a hard time moving on, even though I'm the one that ended the relationship. Um, I just really would love some encouragement and guidance on how to enjoy single life, how to just be okay being by myself, how to love myself, how to give 
how to how to just find that wholeness in me and realize that I don't need anybody else um, to complete me. I just really am struggling with that. I deal with self-loathing a lot and my self-esteem is pretty lousy and uh, I just want to not feel that way anymore. Any tips and guidance you can give me would be really appreciated. Thank you so much. You know, being single has its ups and its downs, but so does being in a relationship because that's how life is. It's up and down. Sometimes you feel strong and confident and ready to face any challenge. And sometimes you feel overwhelmed and insecure and afraid. What we have to try to do is stop the myth that the state of our romantic relationships are the reason why we are sad and the reason why we're happy. Whether that's, yay, I'm so happy I'm single, or yay, I'm so happy I'm in a relationship. How we see our quote-unquote love life is the effect of how we see ourselves. We create our reality. And the reason that's empowering is not because it means we have the power to always be happy because that's just not realistic. We haven't mastered our own thoughts and emotions or our reactions to what happens. It's empowering because we know whatever we're experiencing now is transient it changes. It's never fixed. And the less attached we feel to this or that feeling, the less we project that feeling into the wholeness of our reality. For example, when I have an episode of sadness, what gets me through it is reminding myself this feeling is temporary. It's not the wholeness of my experience. And even when we feel joyful, we also have to keep in mind that feelings are temporary. So we aren't taken aback when we have a rough day the next day, like something is terribly wrong. None of it is wrong. This emotional challenge you're facing is hard, but it's not wrong. It's actually so right. Can you see, can you see how wise you are that you trusted your needs and ended the engagement? Can you sense that your higher self knew you needed healing and you couldn't do it with that partner? Because this self-loathing wasn't born from the engagement not working out. It just brought all of that stuff to the surface. The truth is we all have a bit of self-loathing. We are all afraid of failing. We are all afraid we are unlovable. The journey that we all share is managing these transient thoughts and feelings. This is the journey of being human. What I can say is that you will come out of this with a strength you didn't know you had. And this isn't happening to you. You are happening to it. You are leading the way. Just keep trusting yourself and build on that intuition. And when the fearful thoughts arise, just notice them and don't judge them. They will pass. The entire universe is open to you. The whole spectrum of experience. This is just one blip of time. But treasure it because this is healing you. Thank you for listening to this week's episode. To hear extended episodes, get exclusive content, and directly support the making of Exo Higher Self, become a Patreon subscriber by making a small monthly contribution. We couldn't do this without the support of our patrons. Visit patreon.com backslash exohiresself. If you love the show and want to be in touch with what's new, follow us on Instagram at exohiresself. If you can, give us a review and rating on Apple Podcasts. It greatly increases our chances to reach new listeners and expand the community. 
Be gentle, patient, and kind to yourself this week. Get quiet enough to hear what your heart is telling you. And thank your spirit for the opportunity. I love you, and so does your higher self. See you next week. Bye. Exo Higher Self is recorded in Brooklyn, New York, hosted by me, Bunny Michael, produced by Kara Gilvey, with original music and sound mixing by Michael Bihari.